the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How should Christians handle conspiracy theories? And then what does it mean when we say God uses broken vessels? You're listening to The Common Good. Happy Friday, friends. Welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us on a Friday, or as I like to call it, Aubrey, the last show before I go on vacation. But you're, you're, it's vacation eve for you, in a sense. Yeah, right. I am so excited for you to get to go. You've been, I mean, you've gone on like a thing here or there, but this is your actual this summer is the vacation. Family vacation. Yeah, this is yes. exciting. The time this- has come for you. This is it. This is the highlight of the summer. So I am very excited. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be listening to the podcast every day next week and stuff like that. (laughs) Obviously, you'll make your whole family like pause vacation. (laughs) We will go listen to the common good children. Hop in the car, kids. Hop in the car. (laughs) (laughs) We got to turn on the AM radio dial. We, we've done this many times where we've talked about the value of vacation. But for me, like my family, this is what we do really well. And I know that seems odd, but I do know some families, they're like, yeah, we don't really like vacation or we don't do a, my family. If we could, if we could vacation all the time, I would vacation all the time because oh, uh, yes, my kids, I mean. they've even ever since they were little, they did better on vacation. Like they always, Mm. Got, for some reason, they got along better when we had long car trips or we were going places. And- Isn't that interesting? And and then you're just, I mean, this is so obvious. It's not even worth saying, but I'm going to do it anyway because they gave us a microphone. Just being away as a family without Great. the pressures, without the distractions, without the, you know, it's just, it's so good. So I'm glad you yeah. guys get to go. I'm so excited. Very for you. excited. So that is where I will be mm-hmm. next week. But Aubrey, I wanted to start here. Uh, and this might be a strange thing, but I, I feel like increasingly when I – and the internet and Twitter are part of this, but there are some strange and uh, conspiracy theories flying around right now. So what got yeah. me thinking about this was – hopefully he's doing great, but it was the sad story of LeBron James' son, Bronny oh, James. yeah, awful. Literally had cardiac arrest in uh, at a practice with USC. So he's scary. a freshman at USC. Yeah. Uh, on the basketball team, and he went into cardiac arrest. Now, they said he's not in the ICU. He's in stable condition. Okay. That's kind of what uh, – there might have been an update since I last read yeah. about it that I haven't seen. But Yeah. Um, so you got that one. <clears throat> and, of course, you know, most normal people would say on Twitter, wherever else, praying for them, mm-hmm. hope they're doing well. Wow. Or you'd start reflect, wow, even somebody as famous as – we know this yeah, happens. Yeah, right. He's just right. a dad, right? right and in right. the end, he's just a dad. Yeah. Instead, there's all this stuff about shouldn't have taken the vaccine. It's the vaccine. See, the vaccine right. is killing. Blah, blah, all this stuff. The vaccine mm-hmm. got another mm-hmm. one. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. literally, you'll see these articles and people are commenting with just the emoji of a needle. Like, yeah. Like, okay. Then let me table that one for a second. Mm. I told you this one the other day. Uh, the chef of the Obamas died oh, yeah. the other day. So sad. Uh, paddle boarding 
off of Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard, wherever the Obamas have a big compound. I think it's Cape Cod. Yeah. And if you read, there's all these stories that the Obamas or somebody close to them killed him because he was about to write a book. And so uh, the the Clintons, uh, their chef was mysteriously died a few years ago. Oh, yeah. So there's some connection to that in people's minds, in the conspiracy theorists' minds. Yeah. Yeah. You go in the other side of the world. You can't read an article in a day without there being a conspiracy theory about Donald Trump and who he is and what Hunter Biden, all these things, right? Yeah. I feel like we are just surrounded by these conspiracy theories. So it got me. I've also told you I'm kind of obsessed. Yeah, you with like you theories. like conspiracy theories. Right? I listen to a podcast called Conspiracy Theories <laughs> and uh, find them intriguing, especially yeah. historical ones like stories. Yeah. So here's my question for you: When these stories happen, Bronnie James, the Obama chef, Donald Trump, Hunter, by all these things. Am I naive to go, don't go into the conspiracy theory? Because I actually don't believe most. I find yeah. them interesting. I actually don't yeah. believe. I tend I, to not believe any of them. Right, right. And then there's big ones like UFOs and mm-hmm. all this stuff mm-hmm. or pedophile rings in Hollywood. Right, right. All this stuff. So I, I'm trying to get at what's our posture as Christians? Because am I just naive to be like people, this isn't healthy, this or that? And maybe people out there go, no, no, we should dig deep. We should. Yeah, do this. you're 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 blind for not seeing the truth, kind of. Right. Thing. Yeah. Or is this really um, not just negative uh, trajectory for our culture, but dangerous for us as Christians? Is this dangerous? Yeah. I'll point okay. out one more thing: conspiracy are theories aren't new. Conspiracy right. theories aren't new. In fact, if you read the Gospels after Jesus uh, dies. And rises from the dead, the Romans are like, hey, there are all these rumors that his yeah. disciples stole the body. Yeah, like, yeah, that's way, a conspiracy theory, right? Way, way back. How should we handle as Christians, <laughs> just as people? This is a great question. Yeah, how do we handle conspiracy theories in the age of Twitter and other things? Yeah, so I don't think you're naive to say, let's be discerning about this because. Yeah. Conspiracy theories are fabricated. It's a lie. And it it just requires such a suspension of disbelief. Like, like I'm, I, this is my, always my issue with conspiracy theories. You mean to tell me that there is a whole population of people willing to hold some secret, not in this day and age, in real life, everyone's on social media announcing what they know. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I cannot get behind a whole group of humans deciding, yes, we will keep this conspiracy secret right. a secret. Um, that's not the point you're asking. The, the, the point is, should Christians peddle in them? I think it's totally fine to do what you do as a hobby, just like it's interesting, it's intriguing. It is fun. It's funny. Yeah. I think it's interesting to learn sort of even the why. Why do humans are drawn to conspiracy theories? What types of humans are drawn to conspiracy theories? Was it fulfilling in the soul to like think you have answers. I think at the end of the day, it, it becomes about control. Mm. It is a way when there are things that are hard or sad or scary or confusing, a conspiracy theory is a way to try to control what's going on. And that's where I think it does get into the, the area of danger because we're living out of suspicion and untruth and not trusting God. 
And so I do, Brian, I think you're right. I think, again, it can be funny. It can be entertaining. Once it moves into a different like category of belief or faith yeah. or you're peddling in them, um, I think that's when like the ground gets shaky because you're no longer living in reality or trusting the Lord. You're trying to yeah. control something you can't control. I, that's just yeah. my thoughts. What do, what no, do you I think? I think that's good. I think conspiracy theories are red meat. So that's why um, mm, the internet does it. Talk radio yeah. does it. All yeah. this stuff. It's in, not only is it interesting, but it riles people up. Mm-hmm. If I'm a if I'm a far right wing radio host and I can tell you that mm-hmm. hey, coming up next, why I believe the Obamas killed their chef. Everyone's probably sticking to that. around, yeah. right? You're probably <laughs> yeah. clicking yeah. on that as opposed to, oh, it's really sad the Obama chef, you know, mm-hmm. tragically died in a paddleboard accident. Right, or right. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, secondly, I think you are right that there is this idea of there. We don't trust the media, but also there's things out of our control that that we want to be able to explain things. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to explain things. Um. And sound smarter than other yeah. people. Oh, yeah. well, this. Right. And, and so I do think is this. Here's the danger that I would say. As Christians, if you're a conspiracy theory person, like, let's just say that's your thing. Yeah. yeah. And then you proclaim Jesus to be the truth. It's hard Ooh, to take you seriously wow. when you say, no, no, wow. no. I'm talking about truth here. Wow. But over here, everything else is all deception and lies. Like, wow. you gotta be, I, I would I would just caution you. That's the, interesting. Like your witness is at stake. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think so. you're right about that, Brian. Wow, I hadn't thought there, about that. Mm. There might be people listening going, I'm naive, and you're going to find all this stuff out. Sure. Right? I listen to the podcast. When the <laughs> when conspiracy theory comes out in another couple of weeks and it says, the Obama chef, I'm like, download. You're like, okay, you're like, I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. I get it. Uh, although I would say I tend not to end up believing them, but I find them interesting. But mm-hmm. just be careful. We're people of truth. Yeah. And so yep. then just – be, uh, my caution would be be careful. All right. Uh, I had what might have been a depressing realization the oh. other day as a pastor, Aubrey. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the story and ask you just we're going to process this together. Okay. Uh, next here on The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. As we've said many times, we are both pastors. Uh, and we're not just pastors. We're pastors. We we started our churches. So yeah, I led a team that started Four Corners Community Church here in kind of South Downers Grove, Darian, you and your husband, Kevin, started Renewal Church in West mm-hmm. Chicago. And so I think if you're a pastor, you always have a deep investment in your church. But when you start the church, when you plant the church, I, I would suggest it probably runs even deeper, uh, uh, yeah. this connection. Yeah, so, definitely. <clears throat> when we were getting ready to start our church, we started ours 13 years ago. So I would say 14 years ago now, we came out of Glenelg Bible Church and we were holding meetings at Glenelg Bible Church. And I had with me probably like the 40 people who we were going to start the church with. And Aubrey, I'll never forget getting up in front of those people and saying, uh, statistics say after a couple of years, most of you won't still be at the church. You will have moved away. You will have mm. done whatever else. I believe we're going to be different. And I made the statement 20 years from now, I hope that most of us are still there. Wow. And everyone wow. was like, amen. Yes to that. You know what happened after a few years? They weren't there anymore. They weren't there anymore. Moved away. Yeah. Transferred. Yeah. Uh, went to a church closer to home. Uh, mm. 
were a little disillusioned. I thought this whole church plant thing was going to be this, and it turned out mm-hmm. to be this. Yeah. The other day, we were changing out pictures. We're in a warehouse, and we have some pictures on the wall. We were changing them out. The reason I asked our people to change them out is because most of the people from the old pictures weren't in the church anymore. Wow. And again, wow. some of them for ugly reasons, but sure. most of them. Just like season of life. They moved, moved or something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it got me thinking this. Mm. Uh a, is that normal? Yeah. And wow. B, is that just the life of the pastor? Where it used to be like, we're going to uh-huh. be this core group of people. Uh-huh. And now I almost view it as until the day I leave Four Corners, yeah, whether it be a year from now or 20 years, what, until the day you guys leave your renewal church, mm-hmm. you're kind of the steady person and people come and go. Now, there will be people there the whole time. We still have people in our church. Yeah, there's all there that handful the of kind of core people that have stayed. Yeah. But in reality, is it just kind of this coming and going? People here, people. And it's just seasons of the right, church. Right. That I, you're kind of the constant with a few other people who are constant. But and yeah, that's kind no, of I a depressing it. thought. But I wonder uh-huh. if that's just a healthy way to think about it. I feel like I've heard, I'm totally making this up, but I'm going to just say Andy Stanley, say something like, you know, when you first start a church, some people are the igniters, some people are the connectors, some people are the whatever, you know, different categories for those people. I could probably, you and I could probably sit here and like figure those out and write an article about it right now. Yeah. 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 Um, And so in one sense, I, I do think it's normal. I can only speak from experience. Yes normal, normal, normal. But also it's interesting you say this because we were, my, my oldest son and I were at our church office the other day at the same time for some reason. And I was there working and he popped in and we have this sign in the entrance to my, my office and Kevin's office that was, it says bring renewal. Somebody hand painted it. And it was like one of our first meetings as a church, a bunch of people signed it. Yes. And and Eli we're we're driving home from the office and Eli goes, "Mom, I was reading those names and like I don't know that any of them are maybe that he's like I recognize a few names that are still right. around, but most of those people aren't here anymore." And even I was just thinking about this even just now, the person who made the sign to have it signed, she's not here anymore. And so it it can be a little depressing because I think you have this idea that like people are going to be in it forever. And yep. The yep. church is going to meet all their needs and it's going to be a family. And I think you're right. There are a handful of those founding members that praise the Lord Amen. are invested and stay and anchor. And like, I don't, it, that is such a deep, deep well of encouragement for the pastor and for the community. Um, but there is something to be said for all the people that come and go. And I think you're right. I think it's kind of just the reality, whether you're a planter or at a mega church, people just come and go at churches. And, and the hard part is you don't want your heart to be so hard in that you're like, well, I'm not going to build relationship with anybody because I know they're got, they're going to be gone in two years. Right. But I can see how that's a temptation, right. To be like, well, what's the point there? You know, but that's not what you want to be as a shepherd, a pastor. So, um, so yes, normal and painful. 
I guess that's it. Like it's both, both and. And I don't know. Uh, there is something unique about churches. You just said a couple of things that got me thinking. One is there's something unique about churches, but I've also realized it just about life friendships. Maybe this is just like adulthood. I've got my college friends, and then mm-hmm. we all scattered. I've got yeah. friends from when my kids yeah. were like toddlers. Yeah. And then we kind of scattered. That's but true. we've got friends that they did elementary school with, but now they're in different school. Like it's. Mm-hmm. But church, I do think it, that's just our world that we live in. The, the thing your son said is my worry that yeah. my kids get I jaded know. by it. I know. Like, why I did know. that person like they're also along for the ride with us? Like, oh, where's that person? Where, and so that one worries me a little bit. And, I agree uh, with that. I agree with that. I worry about their hearts. I worry about what they think about church. I worry about those people coming in and out of their lives and interactions mm-hmm. or relationships they've cultivated with people, you know, even like youth, youth leave, you know, or the families leave. Like I, I know I, I, that makes me very protective uh, for yeah. my kids. Yeah. Cause you know, there was a, there was a season years ago when we first started our church where Carrie and I were part of a small group in our church and oh yeah, we loved it. It yeah. was great. And my kids would go every week and there were other mm-hmm. kids, like it was all this. Mm-hmm. I love that. I don't think a quarter of them are still oh, in our church. Yeah. And again, they're not what are two right, of them were for obvious reasons, yeah. but they weren't you know, this is what I'm not talking about here is like mass exodus of from mm-hmm. a church. That's what makes this kind of confusing. Yeah, it's just like a trickle, trickle effect. And then new people come in and it's like, you know what's so interesting is I, I think I've said here on before I started meeting with the spiritual director again and I met with him this week and earlier this week and he said something to me. As we start, he said, one of my expectations is that um, we will finish well, mm. whatever he said, whatever, if we, if we meet for three months, if we meet for three years, like I, we will not ghost each other. This will not be a slow fade when we end, we will. And he, he said, we will not come to one of these sessions and say, this is my last session. Like we will plan for our ending. We will say goodbye. We will celebrate what God has done and nice. we will bless each other as we go. And it was the most clear, just clear explanation of what it means to end something well. And he was like, I just think you have to finish everything you start strong. Mm. And there's something about that, I think, related to church, like people who leave. Let's you know talk about in the negative way, people who leave because they disagree with something you've done or a right. stance you're taking or whatever, or just something relational has happened. Like, and then they just kind of disappear and slow fade, like, gosh, that's so hard. And, and what's nice about the people who move or just God calls them elsewhere is you can end well, you can have a goodbye, a celebration. You can even send them off as a church. And in a dream ideal world, this is idyllic and will never happen. Don't you wish every goodbye could kind of be like that? So even as you look at the photo or the signs of the old people, you're like, man, that was so great. Our season with them. I think it's hard when there's a, there's fuzzy borders around the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is. It's hard. I I don't know that I do seasons of life. Well, just like, Mm. like I'm constantly like, I wonder what my high school friends are doing now. Like I went to high school in New Jersey, so I don't see any of them. I'm like, yeah, I really like that. You're just like, that's a weird. I know it is. Just it is. like that. And so totally uh, one takeaway. If you leave a church, please leave. Well, just go <laughs> just help them see why what's going yeah, on. But yeah. I think it's just a reality of life that uh, again, we have a baptism wall at our church, right? Uh-huh. Like a wall of people who we've baptized. Oh, that's cool. I love that. The church. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. But it's also 
I didn't realize it was going to be a visual reminder. Mm. These are people who took steps of faith mm. in our church of going, wow. I want to get baptized. Yeah. It's not even by a slight majority. The majority of yeah. people's names are not any, have not been in our church for a while. In fact, the people who are currently at our church couldn't tell you who most of those people are. And you're just yeah, like, isn't that so wild? Just it's a weird, it's a yeah, weird. It's, a, it's weird something deal. to process, something to I think think about. And maybe there's maybe there's an article in there, a book in there, or something for for leaders and for you, you know go. people at churches. Yeah. Well, you're the writer. Feel free to feel free to do a children's book. <laughs> Take <of> it. <laughs> Coming up next, we want to use the phrase we use a lot in church. This was the article I read, feeling weak. Don't worry. God uses broken vessels. Mm. What do we mean when we say broken vessels? We're going to do that next year on The Common Good. AM 1160, hope for your life. I've already told you I'm going on vacation. But what are you doing this week? Your family's finally back together. So. I know. My family is finally You've seen all the movies. Back. You got I know. no movies to I see. I know. I, I may have to. I may have to just make Kevin like now see all the movies with me. That may be what we have to do this weekend. This is a weekend where like I have a dentist appointment. Oh. Okay. Uh, we have a church picnic. You know, just kind of a yep. chill. I'm actually looking forward to it. Kind of a chill, low key weekend. We did read. A, I don't think the weather's going to hold out. But have you heard about this place called? I'm going to say it wrong. Natura, Natura. It's near the Wisconsin Dells, but it's a new outdoor on the lake inflatable. It's like an inflatable, inflatable Inflatable. water park. So on a lake are all those inflatables where you like climb up and you jump and you dive and you jump, you bounce and you, I don't know, all these things. And it's, it looks really fun. So we talked about maybe going out there just for like a little day trip with the boys. Um, but I think there's going to be thunderstorms all weekend. So is there really? I don't know. I need to, I need to check the weather. I need to check the most recent weather and see if we do that. There uh, is Saturday. a, there's we'll one see. of those types of places kind of West and South of here too. Like our, we took our, I didn't go, but our youth group went one time. I could find oh, out where that is for you. It's the same okay, type yeah, of Okay, yeah, find place. out. Find out. Yeah. So we might right. do that. We'll see. Well, yep. That sounds like Are you the type of person who goes – Are you gonna? do you see movies in the theater multiple times? Depends on the movie, but if I really like it, I will, yeah. I never like seeing movies multiple times. My kids do really? that. They'll be like, let's watch that one again. And I'm like, again? Like, you're I like, think you're, I you're see like, much, I've seen it. I think I see so many fewer movies than you that there's also a lot of mo- – Things I haven't seen, so yeah, I'm like, maybe why would I see something I've already I would, seen? I can watch something. Yeah, last night I watched uh, – this is an old movie on Netflix from a few years ago. What's it called? The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. It's based on a book. Anyway, I sat down and I was like, oh, I've seen that. I'll watch it again. That sounds good. And I I had forgotten things and I had there were things about it. I was like, ooh, I forgot about that story. Like, ooh, that's a good movie. So sometimes I just like to revisit Revisit old not, stories. I did not tell you earlier in the week, Monday, Tuesday, one of those nights. Uh, this is a movie from a few years ago, and you're going to laugh that I had never seen this movie ever. What is it? What is uh, it? And neither had my wife, but my older two had seen it. And they're like, we got to watch this. Is all right, whatever. It was probably from like 10 years ago. Leonardo DiCaprio. We watched Inception. <gasps> I love Inception. What did you think? It was good. It's a bit yeah. much. You're like, wait, who, where? <laughs> Wait, what? It's a Can good. Somebody help me. It's a good in the theater. That you should have seen that in the theaters. That's a really. We had good moments where we paused movie. it, and Madeline would have to explain what yeah, was going on. What's okay, going great. On. I mean, explain okay, it to it. your younger sister while I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I could see Inception as a movie that was like mind blowing a decade ago, and now you're kind of like, 
Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Fine. I buy it. <laughs> Multiverse. Yes, there you go. Uh, all right. Gospel Coalition read the, there was this article that I was reading. It's actually Gospel Coalition Africa edition. Mm. Uh, cool. Talking about this, feeling weak. Don't worry. God uses broken vessels. And the whole article is about in our cultures, we always look for the extraordinary, for the mm, special, yeah. for this and that. But yeah. one of the hallmarks of Christianity is that God um, works in and through broken vessels. Mm. If you were preaching just on that phrase and concept of God using, quote unquote, broken vessels, what's important about that? What would you want people to understand? Wow. <clears throat> so I, this is this is such a good this is such a good point because i i think i i probably even shared this on here before but um when we had jesse crookshank on she's the author of ordinary discipleship she talks about this pressure right now for like towards christian exceptionalism Mm -hmm. like if you're not this sort of exceptional version of your brand of christianity then what's the point and some of that obviously has to do with social media and platforming and that kind of thing but i I I think the concept I, I this is maybe not great and tells you a little bit about myself. I don't love constantly reminding people that they're broken mm. and that they're Why? sinful and that they're weak and foolish. Well, for the Christian especially, I I like reminding people that like you but you're new in Christ. You are clothed mm. in righteousness. You are a new creation. Um, but of course, our faith is always a paradox. So it's both and like, yes, I, what did Keller always say? You're more sinful than you could possibly imagine, but more loved and, That's and right. saved than you could possibly imagine. So both have to be true. But I just feel like I don't love this. Like I, I've sat in sermons where it's like that you're so broken and so marred and so sinful and so terrible and so weak and so foolish. And I'm like, but yeah, but I'm in Christ now. I have the Holy Spirit now. Like, can I walk mm-hmm. in the newness that God has like spoken over me and is doing in me? So anyway, but let's just talk about the actual point here, which I think is that, I mean, there aren't tr- really extraordinary people. Like we, the word, the world is full of confused, broken, sad, weak, tired, exhausted, sinful liars. I mean, I don't know, you name it. Like the world is full of those people. That's who God has to work with as other people have said in the past. And, um, I do think it's a lie that either you have to be extraordinary in order to be used by God or do something extraordinary in order to serve God. Mm -hmm. When what we know is that you know, the only people God has really to work with are those of us who are weak. I mean, this is why like he is strong in our weakness. And I, I think it is those who, um, who are willing to allow God to be strong in the weakness, who Mm. are willing to serve even when they don't have it all together, who are willing to say like, yeah, I don't know the answers, but I'm going to make disciples anyway. Like that is who God uses as we step out in faith and we realize we're empowered by the Lord and ultimately the glory belongs to God and not to us. And so when he uses broken vessels, um, we can't take the glory. Like it only goes to the Lord because it's like, Oh, he could even use me. I'm so weak, you know? Um, uh, what about you? What would you say? Yeah, I, I do think that's a good caution about beating people up too much. Do you remember 
I know he's he's a complicated figure now, but when Mark Driscoll was in his heyday, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Chandler famously got up at a conference and said, too many of you are trying to be Mark Driscoll. He's trying to tell him, be yourself. And he goes, yeah, I don't know anyone else who can get up and say, you're stupid. You're a moron. You're this. Come right. and be saved. And there would be right. lines of people. <laughs> uh, but I do think I've told you one of my regrets has always been that early on as a pastor, I would tell people, we're going to go change the world. Mm, you're going to yeah, go change totally. the world. Yeah. And nobody yeah. feels like I have the ability to change. The world. Now you're right. Uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we could do things like we underplay the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. our culture for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but there is something to be said about, you know, Paul saying, when I'm weak, then yeah. I'm strong. It yeah. opens the door to God showing his power yeah. um, to the fact that Jesus chose fishermen and tax collectors and more fishermen. Jesus could have taken the best of the best. They would have followed him. But instead, he he took these broken vessels. Yeah. And I think yeah. Uh, you know, in our parenting, in our uh, ministry, but also just in like reaching our neighbors and do and and living out our calling, understanding that it's about the power of God and not about us yeah. is a difficult thing to remember, but an important thing to remember. Yeah. And then I think it the invitation then is dependence on God, right? Like, actually, I am broken. I am weak. I am sinful. This is beyond me. Therefore, I can't right. do it without you, Lord. And I think that like acknowledging our limitedness and our sinfulness does invite us to depend more wholly on the Lord and on the power of the Holy Spirit to, right. to help us serve and leave and love. This guy who wrote this, he's the pastor of what a name of a church in Africa, a glorious gospel Christian fellowship. Ooh, I love <laughs> uh, that. He ended it this way. This is where I'll close us. You don't need something extraordinary. God can use anyone in spite of their abilities, gifting, talents, intelligence, and appearance. Men and women in scripture weren't great because they possessed the X factor, mm. but because they served a great God. Mm, you good. don't need to be anything other than a broken yet dependent vessel to see the Lord at work in your life. So wow. uh, a good word. All right, coming up next, we're going to go back to playing the new game we've been playing, the new segment called Should Christians. <laughs> should Christians. This is going to be a vacation edition. I'm getting ready to go on Ooh. vacation. So I want to ask you a Should Christians one vacation uh, edition. We're going to do that next year on the Common Good AM 1160. Hope for your life. I'm about to go on vacation. We already said that. Yes. So Love vacation. You. you all should be jealous of me. It's all good, right? <laughs> it's you know, all good. Read a lot of books and Ooh. do a lot of sitting and Heaven. swimming and all that kind of stuff. So yes. let me ask you, one of our one of our new favorite segments is just called Should Christians. Yes. So we did Should Christians Go to Rated R Movies. Um, we did, I forget the other one we did, but in the future we'll do, you know, everything from Should Christians take gummies to should Christians <laughs> keep their kids in the public school? Like, we'll yeah, all of yeah. Those Catherine things. and I did should Christians practice yoga. We did that practice one. That was yoga. There one. you yeah. go. Yeah. Here is the one I have for you today. Okay. I'm ready for it. And we're probably going to tell on ourselves here. Okay. <laughs> a little bit, but here's the, here's the vacation question. Okay. Okay. Let's should see. Christians go to church on vacation? Ooh. <laughs> so there, there's lots yeah. of should, let me give you a couple background while i let you marinate okay. on that and you can All share right. any story that you want yeah let me marinate let you marinate this uh growing up my family and like our best friends like this other family we were very close to we ended every single summer a week 
in North Carolina, in the Outer Banks, in Duck, North Ooh, Carolina. Amazing. A most amazing thing ever, right? Beach house. We'd often get the same house. And this was like, you know, they had kids, all right. So we would just play, 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 yeah. play. Go to the beach. Yeah. And the parents would just, they'd have to watch us, right? They would yeah. just, my mom would, and, and, uh, and the other mom would play Scrabble for hours on the beach, right? Like that kind of thing. And then you'd all come back for lunch and then you'd go back to the beach. You'd all come back for dinner and it was the best. One of the um, things about that is usually that trip was like Saturday to Saturday. And every year on Sunday, we all got up and we went to the same church that we'd go to once a year. It was this oh, little really? church in Duck, North Carolina, where we would, but it felt really normal. We would go to church. I've told you before, I was, I'm part of a pastor's group right now uh, with these guys that I love. We got in this conversation like a year ago. Do you go to church on? Should you and go to church on? What did they them, say? Most of them were like, "Yes, we definitely go to church. It's to send not only because we believe, but it sends yeah. a message also to our kids. Like we're not when Dad's not working, it doesn't mean we take oh, vacation from church. Wow. And there's the church wow. is bigger than just our local church. And it got to me, and I said, guys, the next time I take my family to church on vacation will literally be yeah. the first time." Yeah, it will yeah. be the first time. Here's the other thing, Aubrey. When I'm on quote unquote <laughs> vacation at home, right? Like when I'm not at church, I never go to church. We go yeah. out to breakfast. Yeah. And so as a kid, we went to church on vacation. Other pastors have told me not only do we go on vacation, but you should go to church on vacation because of what it says to your kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm I, I think you're going to be like me, but I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you this. Never, ever, ever, ever. No. No do way. we go to church on vacation to yeah. like to go, you know, I'm sure you could go to a place and I could get online and go yeah. non-denominational evangelical church. churches. Right. There's going right. to be one and we could go never. Yeah. And if I told my wife we were going to, she'd be like, enjoy, call me when go you're have back. Fun. Right? Go have so, fun. Church on vacation. What do the Samsons do? Yeah. And how do you process it? Like, how yeah. do we process it? So I'll give a few caveats. Like we have been on vacation, you know, in a city where good friends are the church planters. Yep. We're going to go to their church. Yep. Let's or, pretend that's not the case. Yeah. 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 Or maybe it's a big church. That's like one of those quote famous churches that you've just always wanted to go see in action. Okay. But, but as a general rule, absolutely not. No. <laughs> like, and I don't know if it's because church is work. And that feels like it's not vacation. I'm not exactly sure. To be honest, we haven't given a lot of thought. We just don't do it. Now, I will right. say there have been times in the past when my husband has gotten kind of that sense of like what these other pastors were talking about. We need to go to church just because we're on vacation. So, but our family has always been like what your wife, you were saying your wife would say to you, we'd always be like, go have fun. Like the boys <laughs> and I are like, all right, great. Go enjoy that. Enjoy yeah. that. And he would go to some local, you know, small church. And I know that's fun for him. Uh, but I would say that's a rare thing that he has yeah. done that. Yeah. Generally speaking. No, I mean, sometimes it's, let's see, be practical. We're driving home on Sunday. Sure. Wherever sure, we sure. are flying home on Sunday, but as a choice, no, you're on vacation. And I, maybe it's, I don't, I don't know. Like if I'm going to think deeply about it, I guess I can sort of understand what the pastors are saying, but like, is church a place or is church the community you're a part of? I'm not going to be part of a community in a small town at a lake in Missouri. So I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't feel the need to go. So what like, these guys would have said, because they did say this is 
it sends the message that you're part of a bigger community, the big C church. So yes, you have your local expression of it. That's fair. Yeah. uh, But you're part of the big C church. I don't have good reasons for not going. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I don't will. either. Yeah. We never will. And I don't know if that sends a bad – I don't think it sends a bad message to my children. Like I didn't – I wouldn't have I thought remember about it like go, that. I remember us going to church in North Carolina on vacation. I also yeah. remember going, gosh, I can't wait to get to the beach. Um <laughs> But I don't remember that being some sort of formational thing for me where if we hadn't gone to church. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. If you hadn't. Maybe maybe. I'm affecting a little bit of a low view of church and my children because we not only don't go on vacation, but we don't go when I'm off. (laughs) Like, yeah, no. When I was on sabbatical a couple of years ago, when when I was on sabbatical a couple of years ago, we weren't like, okay, but we're going to go to that church for the summer. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, nope. We'll maybe drop in on some. Yeah. I'm going to. So yeah, I this know. Yeah, this is this is a fun this is actually really funny. This is actually real this is funny and I don't think I would have thought about your pastor saying, "Yeah, absolutely. You need to go because it sends a message." You know, I I think it's okay not to. I'm with you. I I maybe it's maybe it is a love you of church. Maybe it's grace and like it will be okay. Maybe it's yep. just enjoy the time with your family. Don't worry about it. You'll be back to church. You're not leaving the church just because yep. you miss one Sunday when you're out of town. You know, I I I'm with you. I don't have much more to say about this. I'm I probably don't have a good justification for it either, but like no, you know not, I'm not going to church on vacation. Do you know what I'm not doing this week? Going, I'm to, going church. to church. I'm not doing it. <laughs> But yeah. it was funny, those other guys, and a lot of them were a little older than me, like in that pastor's group. Yeah. I was, it was probably five of us. I was in the minority. In okay, fact, so I I'm actually been, a little surprised by that. I might, And they're a little more old school, but I might yeah. have been alone in the, they weren't saying I, they always do, but they yeah. were saying they think it's important too. And there were some guys who were like, absolutely, this is imperative. Like they were, like it was a hill that to die very, on It was them. very strong for them. Oh, right. I think. Right. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's really interesting. Should okay. you go to church? Sh- should you go to? Do you think it's different for the pastor's family versus the co- just congregationalist congregation? No, I member? don't think any of my congregation members are going to church on vacation. On their vacation, <laughs> they, unless they're like in a place like you said where they're with family. Yeah, and yeah, they're with them. family no. or right. I don't think I don't know if mine are either. I really yeah. don't. I think it's a yeah. generational thing too, to be honest with you. Yeah, so. you're probably right about that. Fascinating. Okay, that was a good one, Brian. That was right, fun. We agreed. We're we we're sinners, together. basically, is what we're we saying. We are. We are we are just we're Lazy in this sinners. for the job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will you. be back on Monday with some surprise guests from four to six PM for Brian from I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to the Common Good on AM eleven sixty. Hope for your life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.